Yes, it is on Andrew Bustamante. That was the name I meant a couple days ago, not Alex. Watching Prehistoric Planet. Everything's trying to kill each other. If you have to ask what an 18-hour workday is, you're probably not doing it. Doing the Delta? And episode 31 of the Steven Sersky podcast is done. I'm watching it upload, but it's given me an error so far. <sighs> Folks, it is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and having a listen here. This is my... Um, audio digest audio blog published this monday to friday and i uh, put all the archives up on my website stephensersky.com uh kind of but i have thought about renaming this to be a little bit more better suited to like canadian expat um daily or something like that or beijing expat daily but uh it suits that i just simply talk about some of the stuff that i i'm that i'm doing so Steven Sersky Audio Podcast. Steven Sersky Audio Blog is what I've currently named it. We'll see. Um, I had one person comment on my language uh, vlog recently, uh, just today actually. They're like, yeah, <laughs> what was it? Your, uh, the, the, the Steven Language Acquisition uh, Theoretical Application of uh, Language for Lonely Hearts and stuff like that. Not the catchiest name in the world. And he's, he's right. Uh, it's, the official title is called Stephen's Language Acquisition Vlog, uh, channel, vlog, but uh, I, I've shortened it since to uh, Stephen's Language Vlog, which I think I'll keep for a little while. I'm not sure if I'm going to change it from there. Uh, I have posted new videos up on uh, that channel today. I did a couple uh, new videos, just uh, short little bits. Uh, also yesterday, I posted a couple of uh, uh, Chinese flashcard review uh, videos. I noticed... For YouTube clips, if the clip doesn't have a person in it, it does not get as many views, which means the algorithm doesn't push the video out. Uh, it's So it's uh, one of these, if you're wondering why you're not getting any views on some of your videos, if it's just a, uh, like a, an inanimate object or like a natural landscape or something like that, that might be uh, one of the reasons why. Because uh, I've noticed with the language vlog, all the ones of my big face, my big hairy face talking to the camera, they get lots of views, uh, but uh, some of the other ones, they aren't so, um, they're not, not viewed as much. Now, it just might be that my videos aren't uh, engaging as much. Good question. Andrew Bustamante, that's the um, guy I was talking about on Monday. I mentioned that he was on the Lex Friedman podcast. He's this uh, CIA, former CIA spy, uh, CIA operative, and he talks about the war in Ukraine. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that uh, that podcast episode, uh, Lex Friedman podcast, I highly suggest you go download that um, because right now my own podcast is uh, taking a while to upload as well. Uh, but uh, so... I mentioned uh, this language vlog. I uploaded some videos today. I'm actually, I just signed up to do a new course. And uh, you English teachers out there might know what this is, the Delta Diploma for English Language Teaching of Adults or for Adults. And it sounds very fancy. It's uh, basically if the CELTA was your introductory uh, glorified English teaching certificate because you didn't want to go through a, a year or two years of applied linguistics studies or you kind of went through university and realized you got an arts degree that wasn't teaching related but then found out the only thing you could really do was teach 
the Celtas for you. The Delta is kind of like um, Celta Plus, uh, but it's more for administration roles and stuff like that. Not that I'm planning to go into like education administration, not at all to tell you the truth. Uh, but uh, I'm interested in the course development and materials development uh, aspect of things because, uh, to be honest, uh, I think a lot of language um, teaching could be reduced, could be made a lot simpler, uh, not just in terms of production, uh, but in terms of um, acquisition, which is why language acquisition blog is what it, what what it's called. I think I'll, going forward, I'm not gonna lie, it's uh, there's gonna be a lot more. Uh, it's gonna be a lot tougher to make money as an uh, as an English teacher, uh, as a teacher in general. Uh, and I think instead, what's gonna happen is um, any of the teachers out there who want to make a living or at least carve out a little niche for themselves, it, you're going to have to provide a lot more than uh, just a, a class. And I think like videos, and videos, ebooks, websites, stuff like that, uh, training videos, stuff like that, it's all going to be part and parcel of the same thing. So part of the uh, idea of doing this Delta is to force myself to go through some of the theory stuff uh, and learn some of the terminology, not necessarily so I can regurgitate it and impress everybody by my academic academic withal, but uh, more to explore the idea of like how, how to, to better my approach of making life easy for not just ESL students, but language learners in general. For myself, as a, a language learner, I've been learning languages for a long time. And uh, even now with Mandarin Chinese, I'll tell you, uh, a lot of people like to... Like, I, I've talked about the HSK uh, levels before, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6... And uh, that's one way, and it was created by the Hanban Institute in China. But Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, and a lot of languages around the world. French is French has a lot with it. Russian even has quite a bit with it. Uh, Spanish as well. But in terms of uh, sheer depth of studies that are conducted in, on, about, or whatever on a language, it's it's English nowadays. Now. Prior to this, it was Latin and Ancient Greek. Those were two very uh, big heavy hitters uh, in uh, the uh, academic and the study world, like in the scholarship world of, like, if we're going to study a language, what, which language do we study? Uh, typically, it was Latin or Ancient Greek. Now, it's English. So, um, Mandarin Chinese does not have the same depth of resources that you have in English or ESL teaching. And the result is that um, you kind of have to still go, you either have to bring your own method to and your own abilities to learn Mandarin Chinese, or you uh, go through the gauntlet of what most Chinese people go through, which is like from the bottom up, bottom up sort of um, uh, gauntlet style of here, you learn this, you learn the pinyin, you learn the characters, the base characters, the radicals, uh, and you start very simple and you start reading opinion early age and then you switch to uh, your hands uh, later on so yeah doing the delta so expect a few more videos about uh, my uh, trials and tribulations with this i hope i don't fail i'm not gonna lie as i failed the well i haven't checked the hsk5 and i think i should have the scores um yeah if i try to check it is it gonna break on me you know what i'll do that tomorrow we'll, we'll try that try that we'll yeah we'll, we'll make it uh, a live unveil uh tomorrow for my hsk five scores to see uh, if uh, I've actually passed or not. And uh, I haven't received a scorecard yet, but they say that it should be online within a month after. 
and it's I think it's six weeks after I get the uh, the actual uh, report card. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing the Delta. This is going to take up, this is going to add to my workload quite a bit. Uh, now, luckily, September, October are kind of low in terms of uh, work volume, which is good. November, not so bad. And then December, I think it could pick up once again. But so this is going to keep me busy for if I do, because the Delta is actually in three parts, three modules. Uh, there's module one and three that uh, I can uh, do in my current position. And then Delta module two, I'd have to actually. Uh, uh, find another place to to do it. Uh, I'd have to get back into a teaching role in order to complete the uh, the whole delta cycle, as it were. Uh, and so that what that means is that uh, I can do parts one and three now within the next six months, if all goes well, and then module two sometime later on. And it's not until you get like module two that you can sort of say that you're delta qualified, but modules one and three are sort of a lot. Like module one is a lot more theory. Module three is a lot more. Uh, if you were to run a school um, or if you were to design a textbook or a course book, what would you do? And uh, So those are the two things that I'm going to be focusing on in the next six months. Delta Module 2 is where you actually go in the classroom and you come up with an idea they, uh, and you try to apply it and you, you do it like a whole, what's, what's called a needs analysis. So you kind of do a survey. <laughs> to put it in regular speak, uh, you you ask your students a bunch of questions about why they're studying and what they plan to attain, what their goals are and how you can help them. And you design a course based around that. And in the module two, you, you put that into application. So it's not easy. I mean, I think that, that one's, is that three months or I can't remember, but it's it's seven weeks. I think if you do it full time, Um, I'm doing this part time. You don't have to do the courses either. You can uh, parts one and three. You don't have to do the courses. You could just do the, the exam if you want. Uh, but it's it's helpful to take the course because then you have people who will basically take you right through the course and give you signposts and goals to hit along the way. So that's that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. So you know because I'm not busy enough. Why not? Let's try this Delta HSK five. Um, podcasts and everything else uh well you know hey yesterday I was talking about midlife crisis is is this what is that what it is right I mean am I feeling this sort of surge of energy uh virility vitality that uh I, I'm going to drive ahead and hopefully uh not fuck things up too badly <laughs> there you go uh, and you know, speaking of the uh, you know working a lot, if you have to ask what an 18-hour workday is, are, are you even doing it? Because if you have time to ask it, that means you probably aren't doing it. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, working today uh, full time as well, um, and then working on the podcast and stuff like that. I mean, it's it does sort of. I don't know how many jobs I do to tell you the truth. It, I've tried to count all the f- different components, and I just lose track. I'm like, I can't think in terms of components. I can think in terms of steps. Like right now, it says, unexpected response from the server. The file may have been uploaded successfully. Check in the media library or reload the page. Well, shit. So it means it didn't upload again. <sighs> Which, this is, it'd actually be better to upload this in the morning when uh, the uh, internet lines are a little less busy. Uh, so that might have to uh, wait until then. Now, I did send off the uh, the clip to um, my uh, my guest. And so if, if it's not up doesn't look like it's going to get up now. Uh, so I'll put this in right now. We'll see if I can get it going. Dismiss errors. Typically what happens is you got to 
do a bunch of ropey dopey stuff like this save draft uh, assisted connection device is on good this this media library choose this again there okay we'll try to upload again hopefully it does i mean i got everything else ready last night it's just that uh I've, there was one other part of the uh, the episode that needed to be tweaked uh just so it was better listening experience a lot shorter one it's only um hour and 33 minutes total so uh once it does upload uh once you guys get a chance to download it i mean it's not going to uh occupy several days of your listening uh experience it'll be a good good workouts worth maybe two workouts worth of uh uh something for you guys to have a listen to uh, and yeah, my, so my guest, I did actually post a, um, a, a preview clip on my Instagram account for the uh, the podcast, and uh, you, you can see there that I do show who it is. It's Rachel Weiss. Uh, she's from the Date Night China uh, podcast. She's co-host of it, and uh, we met, well, on, on Zoom a couple of um, almost a month ago <laughs> is when I recorded it, and uh we were able to talk, and we actually had some issues with, uh, I had issues with the connection. That was during the, the great uh, connection disruption of July 2022. And so it was, Zoom kept on drop. Zoom was okay, and but then I realized that they also only have a 40-minute um, cap if you're on the free plan, which that was the first time I ran into that problem using Zoom. So um, Zoom didn't zoom it stopped and so we had to reboot a couple times and whatnot so that uh what you hear uh it it's not going to be a solid unedited file sadly i did have to clip some bits because uh <laughs> there's me laughing at the connection going ay, 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 ay. maybe i'll post the out uh outtakes at some point we'll see one other thing i was doing today actually uh, i've i don't know about you if you use apple tv or anything like this i don't watch very much tv i'll tell you being uh working 18 hours a day or whatever the number is these days um yeah i was watching prehistoric planet on apple tv it was actually kind of neat um and maybe this is part of the reason part of the stuff that uh i'm thinking about midlife crisis and like you know death and dying and stuff like that because watching these dinosaurs everything's trying to eat each other everything i mean it's like if you're not eat, eating something else, you are either defending yourself away from something that wants to be eating you, or you are being eaten by that thing. Um, it's a—I don't know how long it is. It must—I uh, I don't know how many seasons there are, but I get it free for three months. So I figure, okay, I'll try Apple TV. So far, I like it because you don't have to deal with downloading and stuff like that. There's no lag or latency or anything, so it's fantastic uh, in terms of streaming quality. Um, and uh, there's another series uh, for all mankind, and then I also got a 9/11 special as well. I'm not sure if I really want to watch that just yet. But Prehistoric Planet, I thought was kind of cool because it's all about dinosaurs um, and uh, dinosaurs around the world and stuff like that. There's some dinosaurs that uh, they're swimming in the ocean; they have to swallow rocks to help digestion. So, in watching this documentary, there, there's two things going through my mind. I'm like, one. Everything's trying to eat each other. Everything, everything. If it's not trying to eat you, it's trying to kill you in some way. Number two, how does evolution teach this stuff? I mean, how does a um, a giant fish, basically, well, like a dinosaur fish, dino fish, understand that it has to swallow a rock in its early life 
so it can and then continue swallowing these rocks specific rocks not any type of rock special polished rock from the southern ocean blah 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 place uh that helps with its digestion for the rest of its life how does it know that that's so crazy kind of cool isn't it uh one thing that they did do with this series is that they did uh, make the velociraptors with feathers which so this would be like the first time that i've seen them uh made like this like the jurassic world uh jurassic park movies they don't have feathers in that one so it's a little bit of an updated science science backed whatever it is uh so yeah that's the one thing i noticed but so with the eating the rocks to help digestion and then what was the other thing um oh it was like uh, today there uh, it was uh the desert dinosaurs so they can withstand long periods of drought it's kind of like um very obviously harsh climates uh but uh like this, the Asian Tyrannosaurus Rex shows up at the watering hole one day, and all these all these other dinosaurs just part ways. How do they know that this thing is going to eat it? Like they have such small brains, right? It's not like they're are they plotting like what's going to go? Like they're not thinking of there's mating, there's eating, and then not dying basically is on on the docket. I mean, it's, it's, then how are they thinking that how are they recognizing that this dinosaur is going to eat them but that one won't right like what why won't the i'll sound silly why doesn't the brontosaurus just you know rip a piece off the stegosaurus right i mean mm, why not well black and water just get into your veins suck the blood right (laughs) that's my understanding of it right the third thing that kind of um got me about this was uh the uh, whole idea of like you know for uh, Elon Musk is, we got to go to Mars we're searching for aliens and we're going you know a couple million years ago a couple hundred million years ago these aliens these dinosaurs like creatures 1.0 2.0 uh, Earth 2.0 um, were roaming all over the place like what if we're sending our radio signals and they're bouncing off the horns of some dinosaur that's like ah, why do I have such a headache. What's going on? Something's changed. Something's changed, and I don't know what it is. Oh, this guy's going to eat me. Better, better back away. Better eat him first before he eats me, sort of thing. Uh, it's the what to think of that dinosaurs did exist on Earth, um, and we are searching for intelligent life elsewhere. I mean, how how did they die off? Is that what we're searching? Is that what we're going to find, first of all? Or are we going to find, like, you know, fish? Like, that's going to be the first type of alien that we find. Oh, look it. We got another type of dinner. Who's going to be brave enough to eat it first, right? <laughs> uh, well, okay, this is another type of dinner. I know I make that comment, then, of course, the, the animal rights people are like, well, that's terrible. Is it an animal if it's an alien, right? Good question. If we rebirthed dinosaurs and bred them for meat, could we? Could, could we ethically breed a dinosaur for meat a tyrannosaurus rex right good question brontosaurus feed a lot of people good question probably not gonna happen so anyway so watching this this uh prehistoric planet documentary and interesting stuff while i was I, I was doing this while uh during my workout today i did manage to get both of my workouts in um Good workouts today too, as well. So it was a pretty nice to get up and get early, get out there early. Did the two mile run, did some skipping, did the uh, skipping balls workout, the uh, skipping and medicine ball workout. Uh, did two rounds again, and then the afternoon again another two mile run, and then I did the slow 
uh, workout as well that, that I've been using, uh, which is, I, it's just nicer. I don't have to get as hyped up as much, uh, and I, I kind of like it. So tomorrow's a rest day. We'll see if I get up for the uh, the bike ride. I wouldn't mind. Um, since my buddy mentioned, you know, cycling on those share bikes isn't good for your knees. I'm like, yeah, I do feel my knees a lot more. Maybe it's the skipping. Maybe it's the cycling. Maybe it's, I'm just not doing uh, enough uh, knee mobility uh, strengthening stuff just yet which is uh, on the docket for tomorrow's afternoon post-workout, work right? Oh, okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. So, again, uh, episode number 31 of my big podcast is up. It's half up. It's being uploaded as, as we speak right now. But to give you a clip, I have uh, posted a clip after today's Audio Digest episode, so stay tuned, and you're going to hear a clip from uh, uh, the episode number 31 of my uh, big podcast with uh, Rachel Weiss, who is co-host of the Date Night China podcast. Show notes, tracks, and vids all up on my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks for listening, and of course, uh, the live stream, I do have that linked on my archives as well. So if you want to have a look at uh, me wearing a headband today to keep my hair out of my off of my forehead you can have a look at that all right folks thanks for listening i appreciate it have a good one stay cool out there hope you're all well we will talk again bye bye hello how's it going welcome good nice to meet you nice can to you hear meet me? you too yes i can hear you can you uh, everything's awesome. okay audio and video everything's, everything's okay okay this is always head- an amazing surprise what kind of headphones are you using Actually, these are Nathan's, so this is what he uses for our, like, podcasting and stuff, and right. I was like, they seem to be pretty good, and they've got a good mic, so okay. <laughs> I don't actually know what kind they are. Oh, um, right. yeah. That's, because uh, they're, they're very prominent. That's, uh, they're huge. They, 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 look, the they look like studio headphones, so I'm guessing that that's yeah. what they are, basically. Yeah. Um, I was putting them on, and I was like, oh, God, they're giant, but, <laughs> like, well... It's the it's the new style these days. People they uh, they are going for the big cans on the uh, the head for the headphones it's now. The it's the new like, thing. It's the Princess Leia kind of look, you know, coming back. <laughs> I like to use these ones because uh, I have to use headphones because uh, I don't know about your place, but I get like doors slamming and everything. So it's it's just it's a lot quieter and a lot easier to focus yeah. and focus when I have when I'm yes. plugged in. Um, but I'm uh, just saying. Yeah, I tried using uh, Power Beats to record and headphones and everything, but they just weren't as good quality. So I went, I you know what? Yeah, I'm just gonna have... and and you know, quality is, is important. So you know what? <laughs> we'll do it. All right. Well, so today we have uh, Rachel Weiss. Uh, Weiss? Weiss? Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Yes. Uh, with me today. Thank you very much for joining me. She's a fellow expat here in Beijing and prolific YouTuber and podcaster, I guess. Uh, and you've been here for what eight or nine years or six years? How many? I can't even remember. Seven years, Seven but starting years. the eighth this summer. So right. it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so you've been keeping busy uh, doing all sorts of things. I mean, it looks like you're pretty immersed in the Chinese culture. Uh, you've been able to travel quite a bit. Uh, so I actually encountered you on several social media channels, and then it was through WeChat, the Date Night China podcast, WeChat. Um, you guys have a publication like through the WeChat subscriptions or whatever. And I was like, Rachel Weiss, that that's her. That's that girl. And so that's uh, that's how I found you. Uh, welcome. That's Thanks for so taking cool. the time. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I'm really excited to chat with you today. And it is so cool to see how many platforms that people are on and connect across. Like there's so many people that are the same as well that you're like, oh, finally, we're connected on WeChat. But we know each other through all of these other things. 
Twitter, Instagram, all of that. All right, uh, folks, that's episode number 31 of uh, Stephen Strzok Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was with Rachel Weiss. She is one half of the Date Night Podcast, Date Night China Podcast. You can find that. Uh, it's on a WordPress site. I will put the show notes up on my website, stephenstrzok.com is where you can find that.